Here we go! There, my name's Bubba. My name's Anna. And you are tuned in to Church Nerds, an LTN radio morning show and a part of the Love Thy Nerd podcast network. If you're new here, hey, thank you so much for hanging out with us just a little bit today or this evening. Yeah. Or, mm-hmm, yeah. I guess today. Hi. It could be morning. Today doesn't necessarily mean morning. Why do I think it does? What? Why do I think it means morning when I say today? Because I followed it up immediately with, or this evening. Oh. <laughs> Just kind of a dumb thing to say. Because this evening could also be today. What's that thing um, that uh, Jim Carrey's character Truman used to say? Um, good afternoon. Or good, good morning. And if I don't see you again, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. There we go. Yeah. All right. Well, that's our podcast for the day. Okay. Hope well, you guys learned something. Well, hey, hey, I hope you learned some like actual something today, friends. My name is Bubba. If you didn't know that, boom, Rosie, hey, you just learned something. Just learned something. I am one We're of the founding here. members of Love Thy Nerd. And if you don't know anything about Love Thy Nerd, do yourself a favor. Do me a favor. Go to lovethynerd.com and just hang out for a bit. Search our articles. Listen to some of the sweet podcasts that we have. Not just church nerds. I know. You're like, wow, this. how can it get better than this? I could think of a couple ways. Hey, you're not helping right now. Lady. I said a couple. So, uh, were, were, were you thinking, well, the only way it could get better is if there were more podcasts from Love Thy Nerd? Because <laughs> there are. We've got Humans of Gaming. We've got Free Play Podcasts. We've got uh, Pull List. We've got Book Club. We've got Two Words. We have an entire radio station that plays the best songs you probably either haven't heard since the 90s. Or haven't ever heard, period, in the history mm-hmm. of time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We also have uh, the Back Row Morning Show uh, that Matt and Mo do. And just a ton. And t- shorts, all sorts of stuff. Guys, we do a lot of things. You're supposed to be introducing yourself right now. And I feel like you're introducing the website. I am the website now. <laughs> <laughs> what you guys don't know <clears throat> is that I'm not a real person. You- did you ever get those... Those ads on Facebook, you probably don't get these ads on Facebook. Mm-hmm. I do, where it's like, you should buy so-and-so speech-to-text module. You probably did not know it, but this is a speech-to-text module. And I'm like, no, I absolutely 100% <laughs> knew that because you sound like Skynet right now. Mm, well, <clears throat> anyway, I don't know. What was the question? Well, you're supposed to be introducing <laughs> yourself. I'm Bubba. Bubba. I'm Bubba. Bubba is, in case you haven't figured it out, basically a walking advertisement. He cannot help himself. Um, <clears throat> you've been doing about- this. You've been doing this for years. In fact, the first conversation that I ever remember having with you, I sold you Tupperware. You did not. I was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you were trying to sell my brother a Dreamcast. Was I really? <clears throat> oh yes. I want to yeah. hear. What was mm-hmm. the conversation? You were trying to sell my brother no, no, a Dreamcast. No, 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 no. Tell me That's the words. Don't said. act like you don't remember the words. I don't know. We were on the like the lawn of the church, and it may have been that night. I don't know. It may have it been that night that I got in so much trouble. Okay. Anyway, 
Um, yeah, you just are constantly plugging yeah. some one thing or another. It's how you live your life. And people was I trying to sell him my Dreamcast. People like out there who are trying to market products. Let me tell you something. Bubba Stallcup is your guy for both the buying and the advertising because he, A, he will buy anything you try to sell him. B, yeah. he will then also try to sell that thing. If I like it. You would be a Like, why haven't you ever sold Tupperware? That's a good question. <laughs> anyway, I'm Anna. If, I'm your wife and also the person who has to suffer from you buying all of the things and then trying to put them into our house. Uh, you're welcome. <laughs> um... Anyway, we have been in church for a long time since we were, we, we tykes. Tykes. Um, you've been in nerd culture for quite a while. Me, not so much, except for um, the time that we've been together. And you have. maybe a little bit before. I'm nerdy in different ways. Real talk, you've always been a nerd. <laughs> Your family, bunch of nerds. <clears throat> a, a nerdy in different ways. Um, something has Several happened. people in your family have read The Silmarillion. I have not read it. I didn't. Although say. we are going to talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Um, I don't even know how much time we have left in this introduction. Just go. Hey, I'll I'll just wave my because hands in the air. Like here's I just the don't banter. Care. We have had a development this week. We caught the covids. We caught the covids. Well, I don't know if we caught them. Our children, our for irresponsible one hundred percent caught it. Um. So in our area, with their <clears> education, <throat> they caught it. Yes. <laughs> this is this is the position that we find ourselves in. Um, I've homeschooled for years. We've talked about this many, many times. This year, we decided to take the big step of putting the kids in public school, which we have also talked about. And the goal for this was we will have more time for things like this podcast. We've had some like interpersonal issues and reasons that I am like, maybe public school is a better idea. Maybe it will work out. Maybe it will improve our family dynamic. All of these different things. Also having time to take care of like my my ailing grandparents yeah. um, and stuff like that. Trouble, t plot twist, <gasps> COVID, which I know you're like, wait, COVID, mm. wasn't that the, the 2020 school year that was mostly affected? We had the shutdown. We had distance learning and parents hated their lives and blah, 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 blah. Well, in, in Texas, in our area of Texas, in Texas as a whole, COVID is really bad right now. And I know what you're thinking. And yes, it's because of all those reasons. <laughs> um, in our area, the statistics for COVID right now are absolutely through They're the roof. They're stupid. Um, we Even get, when you put them up against other states, it's we, crazy. We are getting emails daily from the school about how our children, like dear parents of children in Miss So-and-So's class, your kid has probably been exposed because on such and such a date, you know, the whole class was exposed. And so now here's what we recommend doing. And if you can't do that, then here's plan B, yeah. which has changed several times. And so Sometimes what, in the same what day. it amounts to is that our kids have attended school for six days. Not consecutive. Not consecutively. Not a full week. Because like... The school has shut down for a while, and then we found out that our kids were some of the ones that caught it. Yeah. And so now we are in quarantine, and then I'm like, well, once we are out of quarantine, 
then what? Like if they say that everybody's been exposed, do we have to keep quarantining every time there is another exposure, even if we've had it? Um, it's just it's a whole wet mess. And currently in our town, there's a big oh a lot of drama gosh. because the 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 superintendent you know wants to mandate mask wearing and then people are like but the government said that the governor said that you can't do that and you know it's like how do we keep people safe how do we not trample on liberties at the same time because texans do take that very seriously and they have reasons for it i'm not trying to diminish things but it is it is very hairy it's very messy and there's a lot of fear and there's a lot of anger and there's all this stuff resulting in the fact that i'm like I feel like public school is not working out, but also homeschooling wasn't working out. And what do we do? I don't even know. It's very, it's very difficult because the whole reason I was like, man, I'm going to be able to help my grandparents so much more, but now I can't help them ever at all because I could pass COVID to them. (laughs) Yeah. Let's not give them that. I want to share, want to share a lot of things with your grandparents. COVID's not one of them. Uh, Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's also I love we are fine. We kids being in we are fine. The kids are doing fine. No, nothing scary has happened. We haven't had even a fever. Um, no, literally, we. I wouldn't have known. I would not have known. No, one of our kids that we tested did, positive. We did test because there, she had she'd been exposed and she had a cough. So we did the right thing and we tested, and it's a good thing we did. Which I mean, I've been telling that story. That it's it was kind of a funny story. Because you and I were in the midst of a very heated argument. Yeah, we we um we argued. Yeah, because we were talking. It was Saturday, mm-hmm. Saturday, and I was mm-hmm. talking about the plans for the upcoming you know, impending some Sunday, right? Right. Because like, I had not coming. actually read the email. I had read a similar email Mm -hmm. and I thought it was the same email, but just like, like the same form email sent out, like we'd gotten one about Caleb. And so when we got one about Naomi's class, Mm. I assumed it was the same information. Like you've been, you've been exposed. Here's what to do. And I'm like, Oh, I already read that. I already know. Except they had changed it. Yeah. Now it was (laughs) quarantined for 10 days. But if you can't, quarantine for three. And so we were talking about what our week was going to look like. Are we doing church tomorrow? I I had a trip coming up this week. Spoiler alert, didn't get to go on that. Um, <laughs> Yay for I've, Southwest and no change fees. <laughs> and I've got, yeah, right. And I've got a lot of things coming up, like yes. for Love Thy Nerd. That mm-hmm. are like, like this is mm-hmm. a very busy season for me. And so, you know, I'm thinking a little bit of self-preservation and stuff right. like that. Uh-huh. And so I was like, hey, maybe we, a lot of self-preservation. Let's, lot be, of self- let's be real. Yeah. And so I was like, hey, we got to talk about this. And positive test aside, just just based on the exposures. It's like if every time we're, quote unquote, exposed at school, we have to quarantine. Like we're going to basically be hiding in a hole so that you can do your job. The whole family hiding in a hole so that you can do your job. Yeah, that's, I'm that's okay really, with that. You're okay with that. <laughs> it's really difficult for me. That's It's really hard for me because a lot of the issues that we have with like between me and yeah. one of our kids happen because we need to be around other people and we are not thriving. Right. And so this is, it's not just this one thing. It's like, we're kind of dying here, like yeah. on an emotional level, not doing well. And so how do we, how do we take care of our, 
ourselves and our kids and the people around us holistically, mm-hmm. it's really difficult. Sometimes it means pretending that you're not sick, <laughs> which is what you like to do. And so <clears throat> um, well, basically where the conversation ended was, um, Anna, I need to be able to do my thing. And you were like, Bubba, I need to be able to do my thing. And then we took <clears throat> Nana to get tested. And I said, well, let me text my doctor friend because she knows what the CDC recommends. And so we did the thing based on what she said. Mm-hmm. And it resulted in a positive COVID. Positive COVID test, which um, <laughs> if you're keeping score at home, meant we, neither of us got to do the thing. Bubba zero, Anna zero. Yeah, kids zero. COVID, COVID a million. <laughs> wins. <laughs> you know, like it was, it was just the, the craziest thing. So hopefully that just gives you a little bit of insight. <clears throat> like if you guys don't know us on a personal level, we legit are just flawed human beings. We are the worst. <laughs> we don't have anything figured no, out. No, we're and bad. We're bad at this. We we fully understand. And, you know, speaking from, you know, our, our school district, you know, kind of th- that whole mindset and just COVID in general, like we are struggling with this stuff just as much as anybody is. Um, just because we love Jesus and you know we have this organization and all that doesn't mean jack or squat honestly for this um we still have to deal with the same things that you're dealing with and we hope just a little moment of encouragement here that you find some solace in these conversations and the stuff that we talk about here in this podcast and if you think it would be um you know helpful for somebody else here comes the tupperware make sure that you share this podcast with your friends and family and on your feed and social media and all sorts of stuff. So, um, Hey, we are going to take a short break, but when we come back, we are going to be talking about plot holes. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's going to be a fun one, friends. Hey, don't go anywhere. (laughs) We'll be back with more of the church nerds podcast. ever been around another person who used a word or phrase that you were absolutely certain that you should know, but you didn't? Well, of course you have. Hey, don't worry, nerd, because we've got some great news for you. You're about to learn something brand new, and this will be useful. Not like that throwaway knowledge like math or science. This is the real world, bub, and you need to be able to hold your own in a nerdy conversation. So pull up a chair and pay attention, because LTN's got another nerdy definition for you. This week's definition is Eurogame. Now this is a tabletop term referring to a type of game generally originating outside of the U.S. that incorporates indirect player interaction and abstract components. That definition has drastically changed over the years to include U.S. titles and very intricate pieces in some of the games. These types of games differ from their American counterparts in that they don't necessarily encourage direct conflict, drama, or require a significant amount of luck. I'm sure that we're going to go over those kinds of games affectionately named Ameritrash in a future short, so stay put. Games like Settlers of Catan, Carcassonne, Five Tribes, Puerto Rico, and Brass are just a few of the games that fit into this category. And Euro games also tend to be fairly lengthy plays due to the amount of strategy necessary to accomplish your given goal. So, the next time some overenthusiastic alpha nerd starts to talk about how much better Euro games are than any other kind of game, you can lean in and enjoy the show because, well, 
you understand that reference. Hey there, and welcome back to Church Nerds. Once again, my name's Bubba. My name's Anna, once and, again. Okay. You said once again, so then I felt like I needed to say once again. Well, that, that would be twice again. <laughs> once again, again. And also once again. Uh, thank you for joining us wherever you found us, whether it be on LTN Radio at LTNOnAir.com or the Live 365 app by searching for LTN Radio or Apple, Spotify, Google Play, See, you know what? Actually, I wrote in a spot to talk about those things, I'm, and I wrote it there because you didn't have it there. Yeah, I saw it. I'm You're just confusing looking, I'm me. I'm looking away, dude. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't <laughs> well, need it. Well, here's what I was going to say. Shut so, it. Get out of here. In case you are a first-time listener that you never haven't listened to our podcast, or if you missed our podcast last week. You're not even looking at it right we now. We were talking about spoilers because I wrote it. Oh. <laughs> we were talking about spoilers. And whether they're right, whether they're wrong, whether they're ethical or not, even whether they might potentially be sinful. And if you would like to know where we landed on that. Intrigue. I'm not going to spoil that for you. You can go listen to it yourself on Spotify. Apple Podcasts, blah, blah, blah. All oh, the things you that you just said. You get to do all of that and then blah, blah, blah. That, that's the whole point. <laughs> on, our, on our website at lovethynerd.com slash church nerds. That, that would be like you saying, I buried a treasure somewhere <laughs> in this field. I'm not going to spoil it for you. <laughs> the joy is in the journey of discovery. No, but you got to tell them where it is. Just no. <laughs> this no. is why I'm the salesman <laughs> and Anna's the not. Um, okay, so let's bring it in here. This week I wanted to talk about plot holes. So sometimes, you know, stories are magical. And you get engrossed in this world, and I keep hitting my yeah. uh, microphone and with you, my elbow. I'm most, so some people I'm are like, like gesturing yeah. grandly and talking with my hands. Most right people, now. most people don't drop bows. This is why when they this should that. be maybe someday we'll do a Twitch um, like video podcast, and you can see the things I do with my hands while, while we're recording. Anyway, um, so you're you're engrossed in a story. It feels real. It feels fun or you're kind of living in that you know maybe this isn't a movie maybe it's a book and you're in that world of what if and then suddenly something happens and the fourth wall is broken and you're like wait a second what there's no way (laughs) there's no way (laughs) you had me until then right so that gets broken for one reason or another and it could be you know if it's a movie it could be a poor special effect um, it could be a badly delivered line. It could be some could completely- be a horse that sinks in a tar pit. <laughs> Horpins. Oh, um, it could Never be an unrealistic feat of strength, some ridiculous thing that does not scientifically work. Or if you're a doctor and you're watching ER or something and you're like, nope, nope. Some of my favorite nope. <laughs> videos on YouTube are doctors watching house. Uh huh. <clears throat> But also, sometimes, yeah. and perhaps the most unforgivable thing, because we can overlook a lot for the sake of a story, but sometimes it's like this gaping hole in a plot line where you're like, 
Well, now this whole thing falls apart. <laughs> yeah. Because, because that doesn't work. Yeah, nice try. Work. And so it sort of shuts down the fun of it. And it makes you just want to stop that joy and journey of discovery, like we were talking about, where you're like, nope, I'm done. Yeah, what's the point? I'm out. Um, so I wanted to talk about the things that really drive people crazy. There are mm. some really notorious ones. And I, there was one that like we have to talk about today and that I'm saving that one for last. Ooh. But um, I really liked because I was I was looking, you know, just around on the interwebs for the things that people are like, this thing drives me crazy. Um, there was an article on Herbo.com and we'll go ahead and link it um, in the show notes. Uh, I liked it. Because it is kind of funny because they talk about like, here was the problem. Here's the plot hole. And here's how we could have fixed it. Or here's why it's completely unfixable. (laughs) And it's sort of tongue in cheek. One of the things they talked about was um, A Quiet Place and how um, in the movie they end up on this farm and they travel across like there's sand everywhere. And they're like, why was all that sand there? Why was all that sand on a farm Spoiler alert, sand is terrible for farming. Um, and like if it if the sand was pre-existing, why was it pre-existing? And if it wasn't pre-existing, how did they get it there quietly? Uh, doesn't work. Doesn't work. Um, People that find these things are dirty, rotten, fun suckers. They really well, are. See, I mean, there is that angle where it's like, shh, just shut up. Hey, yeah, I'm watching the movie and here, lady. Watch the movie. Exactly. Like don't talk. If, write don't it down. Don't take this from me. We'll talk about it later. Mm-hmm. Let me get all the way through. You like to look at me and be like, really, Anna? That is the thing. <laughs> that is the thing about this entire thing that you... Okay, so like... Um, Not the fact that there is a monster out there that cannot see and only hears and is eating everything on the planet. It's the sand. That's the part. <laughs> well, I think I've talked about how we watched some one of the stupid Twilight movies. I'm sorry. If you like Twilight, I'll take it back. No, 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 no. You got to lean into it. Twilight movies. You got to be more specific about which stupid Twilight movie. It's the one where, I think it's New Moon, where Bella ends up pregnant with Edward's baby. And they're like not even off of their honeymoon. And she's already feeling what is called in the, um, the pregnancy world. Quickening, which means you start to feel the baby move oh, in the womb. it was womb. quick, all right. <laughs> and she's feeling this like days into the pregnancy. <clears throat> At the time we were watching this, I think I was 17 weeks or so pregnant, like a little bit past the time when other people start feeling it and I still wasn't feeling it. And I was real salty, like all the way bitter oh, yeah. with Bella and the ridiculousness of the fact that she was feeling that baby move because I wanted to feel my baby move and I was already angry about having to watch Twilight and it was mad. And so I'm like, this is so stupid. This is ridiculous. And you're like, really, Anna? Of all of the things about the story of Twilight yeah. to find ridiculous, that's the one that you're landing on. That's the one. <sighs> I still don't like it. Um, okay, so I did ask in the, in the Love Thy Nerd community if you're not a part of it, Look on Facebook, or if you have Discord, you can also look there. We got yada, some stuff yada, there. Yada, yada, yada. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> I've been around you too much. Um, but I like to ask questions there to try and like 
harvest material for this podcast. <laughs> oh, 100%. It's it's a never-ending gold mine. Um, and here are what some of our community members um, have issues with. Uh, Star Wars has a lot of issues. A it, lot of people talked about Star Wars. Star Wars is basically one revolving plot hole. <laughs> um, Janessa McDonald Dreger, Dreger, Janessa, I would love to know how to pronounce your last name. Um, she says the plot hole created in Star Wars by the prequels by killing off Padme instead of her going into hiding is I'll, I'm just going to say to add something that it was unforgivable. Mm-hmm. You you can't just erase that whole conversation between Leia and Luke later on about remembering her real mother. That that bugged me to Man, no end. Leia doesn't know anything. Kids will believe anything you tell them. Yeah. And a lot of people have issues with the fact that they killed Padme, that that was just like a very convenient way to end Padme when it's like, wait, there are so much technology going on and they can't figure out how to deliver twins. Yeah, it's impossible. What? It's impossible. Yeah. <laughs> okay, whatever. Also, how do we know that was Padme? <laughs> they, were, they were basically identical twins. Um, and then another thing that people talk a lot about is like, okay, so Padme has the babies mm-hmm. and she dies. And Obi-Wan Kenobi tasks himself with hiding these babies from Anakin because Anakin is a maniac and he's crazy, you know, and all this. Um, Why? If you were going to hide something, would you put it back on his home planet with relatives and not change the name at all? Like, you hide them? That is the worst um, witness protection program ever. Hide them in plain sight, right uh, underneath your nose. You'll like, never, right in the blind spot. Well done, Captain Obvious. Um, why, with all of the technology available, with like the um, pod racers and the cool little ships flying through space and all of that, why are there those weird animal-like tanks walking around clumsily on legs like why are those why do they why why are they there you're talking like the adats that the entire battle of hoth does not make sense is what somebody said everything should be flying is that what you're saying (gasps) why not so that one doesn't bother me so much lastly the rise of skywalker just did not agree with a lot of people they felt like there was a lot going on in that movie with a certain character and i don't know like technically the spoiler ban has been lifted i wasn't sure because there are a lot of people who don't want to have things spoiled um but that was one that came up a lot and nobody would really go into why because they didn't want to spoil it for people so I, I do have a point of clarification on our spoiler episode. We said two weeks. It's actually two months. Oh, the two month spoiler ban. I was going to say two weeks. Sounded too short. I don't know. Two man. months. Two weeks. Two weeks kind of sounds feel like an eternity. It really can. Right. Because right like now. five minutes is fast until you're underwater uh, and you need to talk about Star Wars. Two two weeks is fast until you have your kids who can't go to school and they're at home oh, all the time. Oh my goodness. It's, it's been a long I semester this week. I texted a friend week. and she's like, how are you doing? And I was like, longest three days ever. And she's like, no, wait. 
three days until you're done or it's only been three days Buckle up. and i was like it really has only been three days <laughs> anyway okay plot, next plot. next um okay so jj abrams if you mm-hmm. are listening the nerds have a lot of questions yes. no yeah absolutely. <laughs> right, some skywalkers in case in case you had not figured that out you probably don't know yet this is the only podcast listen um <clears throat> next and this is such a big, like there are so many movies that I couldn't, I just kind of summarized this as any mm-hmm. and all plot lines that have to do with time travel. All of them. All of them are going to end up under scrutiny for plot holes because it just breaks down. Like yeah. the, the farther you think about it, the more you try to unpack it and understand it, you will find plot holes. Oh, they are there. You uh, cannot write a time travel movie and not have a plot hole. In a, in a time travel movie, the main character is a plot hole. <laughs> so, I mean, Doctor Who, Harry Potter, Whoa, Back hey, to lady, the Future, Endgame, I'm not gonna, all of them. I'm not going to sit here and let you talk bad about the Doctor, okay? People brought up, yeah, your your boy Chris Gwaltney, I think, brought up Doctor Who and Excuse was like, me? like, I love it and I enjoy it, but gonna, plot holes. I'm going to tell his wife. Well. I'm tattling. So, side note, and maybe this is what you all learn about Anna this episode. I hate time travel. I know that sounded intense. And there are so many of them. Why are there so many time travel movies? I need everybody to understand. I, I really know that that what how she just said that sounded intense. It doesn't scratch the surface. I hate them. I hate them. I she hate loathed, them. She loathes. I hate them. And I was trying to think as I was writing this, I'm, I'm sitting at our little podcast nook table and I look at Bubba sitting over at his Twitch streaming nook thing and i was like what was the first time travel movie that i watched that made me hate them so much i don't even know i I can't even remember where the hatred originated but it is alive and well i think we found it though um you mentioned time bandits time bandits which is a monty python movie and i hate that movie and like oddly enough a lot of time travel stuff is based off of the ridiculous concepts laid out in time (laughs) bandits i hate i don't particularly love monty python in the first place but that movie really it agitated me um, and then the other movie I think that I watched after that was, um, timeline. Timeline's a weird one. Um, and I just, I have a lot of questions and a lot of them, like, because I was raised in a house where you could not watch anything and just lay your faith aside. That's true. Um, like every, every topic that you discuss, you, it, it's a literal worldview. Like you view everything. No such thing as entertainment in your through, house. Through your faith. And so I could not and still a lot of times cannot justify a world where time travel is possible and salvation of the human soul and, you know, change. You know, it's just it gets really hairy in my brain. And like when you time travel, what happened? Like does... Past you still exist. 
So and what if something happens to one of you? <laughs> Stop. This no Stop, no no Anna. no. I, I We're need, done. This, no, because this is a major plot hole for you. Anna I can't literally do thinks it. this. This is her. This is her big deal. If you get saved later in life, freaking follow me on this one. If you get saved later in life, say thirty something, right, and you go back in time as a thirty something saved somebody. And cause the death of your younger self. Do, are there now two instances of your soul? One goes to heaven and one goes to hell. Which which of you has this a soul? I don't. That is the crux, ladies and gentlemen. That is the crux. I I still. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Moving on. And I only ever want to talk about I, it. I don't like to. And it's why I'm like, it's just not possible. I don't. And if it's not possible, why am I even spending time thinking about it? And it's like, the end. forget the science. Shut it down. I don't care if there's enough the energy in the universe. It's theoretical. It's all theoretical. I don't. You're saying I don't so care if there's if enough energy. It's still only a theory. I don't want to waste my time and energy and get all like angry and upset about it and break my brain like it's like if you guys could just see my brain it's just like a melted piece of plastic that's smoking <laughs> that's the smell <clears throat> i i yep i couldn't put my finger you on can it. smell my yeah, brain? every time you talk about time travel that's the smell <laughs> okay <sighs> moving on we don't even have much time left okay nope. <laughs> very quickly disney does not get a free pass here. The Disney Pixar. Now, I will say. They freaking say, should, though. They have put a lot of effort into the Disney Pixar universe and keeping things like with some continuity. They work really hard at that. But there are some moments that do break down. I'm not going to say like with the, the Pixar theory, but this it's is non canonical. So like cars. <laughs> Tim Yorty in the com in the community, he has a lot of questions about cars. <laughs> Here are some of them. He says the entire concept is ridiculous. Why is there a whole field of tractors? That does not happen in the real world. Like an entire, like why were there so many tractors in that field? And why are they sitting on top of the wheat? That is not something that happens. Why do the cars have side mirrors that are behind their eyes? <laughs> and if you open a window of one of these cars, is it like peeling somebody's skull back and looking at their brain? Um, also, what is the purpose of the RVs? There are no humans in the car's world. Why do RVs exist? You gotta dig what in goes inside of them? You got to dig into the Pixar theory. Also, who built the buildings and what's wh how can that stadium hold so much weight? It would be like millions and millions of tons. It's <sighs> a lot of questions. Also, this one was possibly my favorite in the Pixar world. Buzz Lightyear. Why does he freeze? If he doesn't realize that he's a toy, what is? why does he freeze? Because the that toys... First, you're talking about the first time when Andy comes in. Yeah. Like, why is he frozen if he doesn't realize... If he thinks he's a spaceman. Yeah, that this is all an illusion, then what would... The, like, he wouldn't... I don't know. And some people are like, well, he was woken up out of hypersleep. 
Which is a good theory, except that in Toy Story 2, in Al's toy barn, there's that entire wall of Buzz Lightyear's, and they're not really in hypersleep. They just think it's their job to stand there. Maybe he is so well-trained. Maybe. That's, I'm like, maybe this is a Space Ranger protocol. I don't know, but I got a lot of questions. These are softballs. Harry Potter has won um, The Prisoner of Azkaban. Mm -hmm. (laughs) If you have not read them all and you don't want to, just turn down your little ear ear pods. Uh, In The Prisoner of Azkaban, the Weasley twins have had the Marauders map for like a long time. But Harry is the one who has discovered that Peter Pettigrew is on the map. Scabbers has been living in their house for years and they've never noticed that, or, you know, like in the hall with them they've never noticed peter pettigrew and ron weasley sharing a chamber no what no. uh okay and they never last will. but not least this is the one that we have to talk about everyone yeah why didn't the eagles in the lord of the rings just carry the ring to the fire of mount if they can come and just snatch frodo and sam up why couldn't they just fly the ring and dump it in mount doom themselves because it's about the journey, not the destination. <clears throat> so, when I brought up this this question in the community, somebody's like, oh, here we go again. I don't even want to talk about it. And I'm like, well, but we have to talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the plot hole that people talk about. And so, Dave Roberts, I told you that I was going to share your argument as to why this is not actually a plot hole. And so, I will, because I think it's good. I think it's a good response. It's absolutely not a plot hole because taking the eagles or the eagles taking the ring. It was never on the table to begin with. Gwaihir rescued Gandalf. Gwaihir is the eagle that rescued Gandalf from the... He has a name. From the the thing, which I can't think of the name of it right now. The The, tower. The fiery fiery demon and, you know, yeah. Um, When they both fell into the pit. So he rescued Gandalf because Gandalf owed him there was an hold on is that another plot hole there's an eagle in the mines did he no no he rescued him from the tower yeah when he fell out that yeah from the tower you're right i'm sorry i had the wrong one in my mind yeah i am (laughs) no okay he rescued gandalf because he owed him due to gandalf saving his life from a poisoned arrow the eagles as like a uh a race kind of rarely troubled themselves with the affairs of lesser creatures and they would likely not have taken on such a mission also the eagles don't have unlimited stamina they could only carry a man for a few leagues not the whole distance to mount doom that's valid not to mention the entire mission to destroy the one ring was predicated on stealth and keeping sauron in the dark flying in on a bunch of giant eagles straight towards mount doom Kind of defeats the purpose. So Noe Anton piggybacks off of this and says that after he read the books, he also realized, like, it's easy to look at the movie and be like, plot hole. But if you actually know the lore of the books, it's like, nope, that wasn't an option. He says, I kind of realized that not only convincing them would have been a task in and of itself, but the risk would have been much worse given the fact that Sauron had, I don't know, a small army of flying, deadly, powerful Nazgul. Mm. Ooh, Mm. see, Mm. we forget about the Nazgul. So let us know what you think. Again, uh, a lot of people were like, 
read the Silmarillion and you'll get it, which is what everybody says about everything in the Lord of the Rings ever. It's not a very exciting book. It's very long. Yeah, It's very informative and you're going to be like, holy crap, I'm the smartest person who's ever walked (laughs) Middle Earth. I need to talk about this with someone. And there are places to talk about that. Like our Discord server at okay. lovethynerd.com slash Discord. <laughs> we're just full of these uh, plugs. That was okay. a good set. Well, anyway, so it you let us know what you think of um, these plot holes. And if we didn't uh, land in the place that you wanted us to land with them. And we don't necessarily want them to just stay plot holes. If you, like these kind folks here, have an explanation, let's hear it. Lay it on us. Because you know what? Know. All this stuff is made up anyway, so <laughs> it's plausible. All right. Well, hey, we're going to take a short break, but don't go anywhere because when we come back, we're going to be talking about when Christians get caught in some seemingly uh, plot holy situations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. More on that here on the Church Nerds Podcast. This week in nerd history, you're getting old, Harry. Nerd history. In just a couple months, the movie version of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone will turn 20 years old. Sorry, you had to hear that. But of course, the book is even older. Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, as it was originally titled for release in the UK, was Joe Rowling's debut novel, and one she worked on for over six years. Several publishers passed on the book because it was too long for their liking, coming in at about 90,000 words before edits. Young adult novels rarely went above 80,000, and many were half that. And even though the final draft of the book came in at just under 77,000 words, every book after broke the 80,000 word barrier, with Order of the Phoenix topping the series with 257,000 words between its covers. While Philosopher's Stone released in the UK in June of 1997, the US rights were purchased by Scholastic the April before for $105,000, which was significantly higher than average. The book was then released in the US on September 1st, 1998, under the name Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone because Scholastic thought the word philosopher would sound too archaic for American readers. Within a year, Sorcerer's Stone topped the New York Times list of best-selling fiction and stayed at or near the top for much of 99 and 2000, until the New York Times was pressured into separating the list into two separate lists, an adult fiction and a children's fiction list, because publishers wanted to give their books a fighting chance. Currently, the book has been translated into 80 languages, including Latin and even ancient Greek. Safe to say, it's cast quite a spell on all of us. I'm Radio Matt. See you next time for more Hey there, and welcome back to Church Nerds here on LTN Radio, the Live 365 app, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, blah, 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 yada, 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 all the places, all the things. LoveThyNerd.com. If you can't find anything, it's there. Mm, well, um, yeah, welcome back, everybody. I'm, I'm Anna. And today, this one, man, we, this is going to be, this is going to be kind of difficult. 
Mm-hmm. This, um, this is a doozy. The first first segment there was pretty light and fun and frothy. Um, this one's going to be a little different because we're talking today about the places where Christians find themselves in awkward conversations and in awkward moments with unbelievers or people that may be losing their faith or or even sometimes in their own minds trying to find it yeah in their own minds like all these different things like where what are the places where we as christians those of us that are christians if not hey just sit back and enjoy this conversation about with christians trying to talk about places that we find ourselves um we get we find ourselves in conversations all the time and i say all the time it's not really necessarily for me a whole lot anymore um when i was younger i would i would get i would have a ton of these like gotcha journalism conversations with my non-christian friends and right because there are and i and i don't want to diminish this because i think there's a time and place for this it's important to understand um science and where our faith originated and and different things like that so that in some moments where people are like, no, this doesn't work because of this, yeah. that you can say, actually, I have thought about that before. I have researched that before. And, you know, this is the, this is what I came up with. And that so this is called um, apologetics, if you haven't heard that term yeah. before. Um, very popular, especially in, in uh, like conservative um Christian circles uh, more so than more liberal or, or uh, progressive circles Which, is apologetics. Hear, hear us when we're talking <clears throat> about conservative and liberal and all that stuff. That Those aren't political terms. Those are just like the pure definition of, of, of the term and inside of churches that we grew up in and have been a part of since we've been adults and stuff like that. It's not a political term. It's just those that are more conservative with their beliefs and those that are more liberal with their beliefs. Yeah, and 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 apologetics has a, a certain sweet spot in as far as like in between conservative and liberal. So like mm-hmm. and on the extreme side of conservative, you've got like fundamentalists. And a lot of them are not actually that interested in apologetics because in apologetics you have to ask some hard questions. Right. And some of them are not really into that. <laughs> <laughs> not really into that. Um as far as like so the reason I wanted to talk about this is because sometimes it feels like finding a plot hole that, um, yeah, you know, we talked exposed. about that moment when the, when the fourth wall comes down for you and suddenly you see everything in a different light and all of that stuff. It's, it can be sometimes a little bit like it starts as just this tiny little thing, like a, a, a thread coming loose on a garment. And then you, pull that and suddenly it's like what yeah (laughs) what just happened i didn't realize that this was actually holding everything together and now i have this huge hole and it's irreparable yeah um and like i I was talking about our son our son is a picker he really is and i'm always like don't don't pick don't pick at the threads of your sweaters because I can fix it if you leave it be and you just tell me about yeah. it. But when you start to pull on it, that's a problem. And so, you know, in, in the garden, um, Satan did this. So when we talked about where, you know, sometimes sometimes it's that we're having these conversations with people around us. Sometimes it happens like in movies where it's like the college professor is like, you're a Christian and you're dumb. 
And then the, the student's like, God's not dead. Yeah, you have to text 50 <laughs> of your friends and tell them God's not dead. Um, sometimes it happens in ways like that, but sometimes that didn't happen to Eve. You know, Satan found her in the garden and he introduced these ideas to her that she, ch- you know, if you chase these threads far enough, they these holes get very big um, and become difficult to get past. And it's things like, you know, is God good? Is he? Because suddenly I don't feel sure about that anymore yeah. because you've introduced the idea to me that he doesn't actually lo- love me. He's actually holding out on me. Yeah. And he just likes me me to be in submission to him. This is not really a relationship. This is just God is on a power trip. You know, and and those kinds of things mm-hmm. that that the enemy is really good at and he and he introduces these things to our minds. Yeah. Um and so I would I would compare that with like the sort of plot hole. You've got you've got things that the History Channel likes to talk about. Oh it's man, like, I love you know, watching was, the History um, Channel. Jesus and the Apostle John, or yeah, Disciple John, Jesus and Mary Magdalene. Uh, was Jesus' body really actually stolen? Oh, man. Uh, those you know, are all the of conspiracies I am here for. You've got those like, oh, gotcha, plot hole. And then you've got those far deeper questions um, that really are about God's nature more yeah. than the nitty gritty details. And so if I could liken those back to our discussion about <laughs> plot holes, there are yet yeah, the special effects things and like, uh, oh, well, um, that's not how you insert a trach tube or, yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> or intubate somebody. Um, and then you've got like, well, actually, this whole thing would fall apart because there's this, this is a fundamentally flawed story. Yeah. Um, I think that we need to be willing to ask some questions because, you know, as far as like the nitty gritty details things, some of them, some of them are about um, sort of like technique of church. There are, there have been some issues with the way that the church has functioned. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got the crusades, you've got the way that the church has treated people of color, the way that the church has treated women and all these different mm-hmm. things that it's like, we need to look at these things and we need to talk about these things because there are problems. It's not a problem with the whole story. No, it's our implementation of, yeah. of, of things that actually, that they did need to be, we, those questions need to be asked it asked it needs to be examined and we need to actually look at things and when i say like that fundamentalists don't actually like to ask some of those questions that's the kind of thing that i'm talking about where it's like if you're finding dissonance in what you're reading and then you look at the world or you look at your church or whatever it is and see i don't think that these things are agreeing you need to we have to talk about that you know but you know, um, so, I mean, that's that's been necessary and it's being done a lot and you, you have to figure those things out because um, there's a lot of stuff that has come into the church through tradition that is not legit. It's yeah. not legit. It's a, like a selfish adaptation that serves your own culture or whatever it mm-hmm. is. But that's not all of what we're talking about as far as like the... Yeah, it's it's really interesting because the way that the Bible is written, 
um, it's a, a lot of it is is very cryptic, and it's very cryptic on purpose. Like the the whole, if you read through Revelation, and it, it it talks about this idea of these things being hidden from people who would not understand them. Like if you're outside of the fold, you're just not going to get the terminology. You're not going to understand it, and because in that time, context is is king here. In that time they were actually trying to pass these documents around without them being all snatched up at the same time because they are written on the front of the envelope. It didn't say to the Christians in Corinth, you know, like it, it, they didn't say that stuff. Like things, things were written a little bit more cryptically um, for the people. And that's why it says, you know, things like to him who has ears, let him hear, you know, stuff like that. Like these, these, these phrases that we have. And so, because of the nature of scripture and Jesus speaking in parables and just the, the the tradition of how, you know, the Jews passed on stories, um, you know, and like all these things, there's a lot of things that you can really look at in the Bible and interpret any, any way that you want to. And people over time have done that and will continue to do that. Um, real quick, just going to go throw this out there. The book Eli it's my favorite Christian movie of all time. Um, it kind of even pains me to call it a Christian movie because it's not really a Christian movie, but it, it deals with very Christian themes, mm-hmm. um, but in the best way. <laughs> like it's such a good movie. Uh, he he yeah, shoots a cat with, with a crossbow. Maybe with some cursing and oh, some definitely with some cursing, violence and mature themes. Yes. But. Um, and so I'm not going to tell you anything about the movie or spoil it or whatever. Um, I wouldn't recommend just going out watching it with your kids. Do not, do uh, not do that. But, <laughs> but teenagers perhaps. But the, 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 the main, um, uh, uh, antagonist in, in that story, I forget his Protagonist? name. Right. Oh no. Okay, yeah. The, the bad guy. Got it. Um, the uh, Gary Oldman mm-hmm. is the guy who plays him. I, I don't remember what his character's name in the, the show is. Um, but he's really good at being a bad guy. So he is. And also commissioner Gordon, but he, <laughs> uh, he's in search of basically the last Bible, like the, mm-hmm. the last physical Bible, not because he believes anything that's in it, but because he knows that that book holds power. Um, and maybe not even the words that in and of themselves can create things out of nothing, but he knows that whoever holds that book wields power. Um, and it's not supernatural. It's very political. It's all this stuff that he thinks. But, but in that, our, not unlike the, he's not conjuring the, things. You know, the Roman, and, the Catholic Church, and the you know Latin, yeah. you know all that stuff. Yeah. Um, so you know, like we 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 see this in in that movie, and I think it's a really good depiction. But also, like the Bible, because it's written in this way, it's open for so much interpretation. And honestly, that's that's why we have all these different versions of Christianity, be they denominations or actual offshoot religions. And we're not going to get into any of that stuff today. That's not what this is about. But this idea of biblical interpretation leaves these conversations teed up like 24 hours a day. And it doesn't matter. Like I I told you, I've heard these things a thousand times. doesn't make me an expert in them or anything like that. But like, when we used to do, we did we did at least one apologetic study every year while I was in youth group. Mm-hmm. I mean, at least one of them. And then that would 
kind of prompt some of us to go and do extra research. And this is when you had to go to the library to use the internet and stuff like that, you know? So like, Oh, you're talking about as a student, as a student, when I, I when I was in junior high, I was like, high, I don't remember doing that many apologetics. No, no, no. When I, when I was in junior high. And okay. so like, we, we used to be in youth ministry, by the way. Yes. That's, that's also true. <clears throat> um, so when, when we get into these, these conversations, it's really easy for us to go, dude, I have heard that a thousand times. Can you please ask me something unique? Because the popular plot holes. Like, Absolutely. Gotcha. Yeah. Now your faith is going to fall apart. We're, there we're, are several questions. We are, we look at some, we're going to go over here in just a second. We look at them and go, that's nobody cares about that. But in in reality, well, because it's tired, it, it feels tired. It's it tired, tired for us. But right. in reality, like here's the deal: the person asking that question, if somebody comes up to you and goes, "Why didn't they just send the eagles <laughs> to take the ring back?" and, and you're like, like, "Dude, you just again. listen, moron!" And they're like, "No, I like this thought just popped into my head. It's new. It's fresh to them." Or they're a jerk and they're just trying to, to get one over on you, whatever there it is. are those people, for Trolls reals, are real. I don't want to diminish that there are people who literally, and you you can spot them because I think a lot of times they have, they use the same reasoning over and over again and it's yeah. because they're reading blogs or, you know, whatever it well, is. Well, so that's the that's the thing of it, right? Is that, and then I promise we're going to get into this, that, that that's the thing is that like when you, when you ask that question, the, these questions, whatever, like from a, I would say from a skeptic or a, a pessimist point of view, you you have you have this much information that you're going for, and you guys can't see what I'm doing with my hand, but it's a very small line. Again, Twitch, we need. Yeah, to. we need to get on stream. <laughs> uh, we we have a very finite amount of information that it's like I'm going to follow the path down this road. Any t- dude, any time anybody asks me almost the simplest question about anything biblical. I'm like, I don't really know how much time you have, but the answer is not one phrase. I may land on a phrase at the end, but I need to give you look context Uh for why that one phrase is the answer. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times, and this is not a joke. Anybody who's had this conversation with me because the Eagles could, because, because they couldn't, because they couldn't. And that's like, but that's not an answer. It's like, well, let because me, that wasn't an option. Me, it's not yeah, like, let me borrow you some of your time <laughs> and I'm not going to give it back. It's mine now. You know, it, it's so like I we're going to get like we're really I promise going to get into this. Uh, but that I think is key. We need to understand that when we answer these questions as Christians, people aren't looking for quippy one liners. Well, because because God. When, yeah, because you, end, you've got two different kinds of people asking the questions. So you've got the jerks, and, mm-hmm. and then you've got people usually going through a hard time that are- Really wrestling with it. Really wrestling. And so if you treat the person who's really wrestling like the jerk, that's a problem. <laughs> well, I mean, like legitimately speaking, the answer to all of these questions is because God. Mm-hmm. Because, th- this, because that was the will of God. That's the answer to every question. But that feels. But that is not the answer. Dismissive. Oh, it's it feels, very dismissive. It feels dismissive. It's very dismissive. Okay, so let's let's do some of these. Well, <clears throat> so I mean, one of the biggest ones, and again, you've heard these before. Is like, why would a why would a loving God allow this to happen? Um, why did 
Why did God allow evil? He could have done anything. Why did he even let people sin in the garden? Yeah. Why did he allow that? What if, what if a person dies without hearing the word? Did they ever have a chance at heaven? Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. Um, can God create a rock so big that he can't? <laughs> <laughs> that one's always my favorite because the answer they, they that that really feels I know I didn't talk about the other ones but that one I think just really makes me laugh. The question of could God I can't believe this is what you're talking about. Could, right? Yeah. Could God create a rock so heavy that even he can't lift it? That is the definition of paradox. Right. Could could an all-powerful God create something that would then in turn lead to something that he cannot do knowing that there is nothing that God cannot well because do. it is like if I, he's not willing to step in and 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 choose himself for you well I don't know is it, well so here here's a here's another one that just popped into my head um can God sin? Oh, yes, yes. People ask that question. You know, mm -hmm. and so like it's it's really, look at it and you have to kind of applaud a little bit. Like, right? Like you got to be like, that's kind of a baller question to ask because these are things that we as Christians don't think about, right? Because we live- so, Well, I think some people do though. I'm, I'm broad brushes, okay? I think we think about them, but we don't enjoy talking about them. A I lot think, of us- I, I will stand up and firm, um, you know, a, a opposition of that statement. I think a lot of Christians don't think about it. And I mean, like a lot of Christians have not thought or even started to answer the question, can God sin? Because it's so far out of, of the realm of our thought process because we already love God. We already believe in him. We already put our faith in him. He is our everything, whether or not we live that out to the fullest every day or not. We already have this understanding of who God is and what he does. So we're not necessarily on that that part of the journey to, to why, why would I? Well, because it's difficult because it's like, in again, in the garden, the thing that Satan does is he started Eve, and he does this with all of us, like starts you, he asks a simple question that that begins the thread unraveling. And I think there are, it's easy to be like, I just need to shut it down yeah. because we don't want to go there. We don't want to end up yeah. with a plot, you know, like with a hole in our sweater the sweater of our faith that's that's this big because because it's like but we you know we but we know god's nature we mm -hmm. know that he is good we know that he is that he is all that is good and that anything that is good in the world has come from him yeah. you know um i mean is it, it it is difficult and it feels risky and that's why we don't want to engage we'll see that's what i'm thoughts. saying like absolutely 100 percent, it is and i think that even a lot of uh, Christian institutions, I'm not even just talking about churches, but this could be colleges, this could be, you know, Christian high schools or programs or parachurch organizations or whatever. Um, they, they will tell you, hey, we just don't, don't think about that. Stay away from that. And I, I don't want to say only think about it because that's not what I'm trying to get at, but I do think it's healthy for us to, to, to lean into those questions because 
we are called to work out our salvation, you know, with with fear and trembling. We're called to sharpen iron and stuff like that. So, well, <clears throat> you know, some pushback on it though is like Rhett and Link, where it's like when when you live. Mm-hmm in that place of asking those questions for long enough that you eventually just go that you can't, that you can't just accept something on faith. Cause you were right. saying the thing about this is um, <laughs> look behind the scenes is that we've already talked about all of this, like trying to, trying to write this. Podcast, yeah. um, <clears throat> and, and you said while we were talking earlier that it comes down to faith. And I was like, well, that can be kind of dismissive because we, we don't want, we don't want to be like, you just, don't ask questions just accept it yeah um you don't need to know the why you don't need to know the how you just need to know that this is what it is because it's faith and you got to have faith um so there's one that one side of it that we don't want to be dismissive and we don't want to we don't want to be a cult right but then you have the other side of it that spends so much time um mucking around in the in doubt yes and not um, trying to find the steady ground of faith that it ends, you know, you just end up washed away. Yeah. And, um, and that, you know, in a sense, I think that that like when Rhett and Link um, of Good Mythical Morning, um, who had been, you know, they were part of Campus Crusade for Christ and crew mm-hmm. for years and they'd had this show that was like beloved by youth pastors and youth groups everywhere because it was funny and it was clean, you know, and all these things. And then they eventually, and you know, they moved to California and that California faith, this was, you know, some people, that's uh, a facetious statement. Don't hear us say anything. Um, But they did end up, um, I don't even know if I want to say that the word walking away, but they have kind of left it in this area of, as far as I know, no, of, it, at least one of them has walked away like, and the other one's in the process of doing it. I'm, you know, at the, to put it mildly deconstructing phase, which is a very popular term. So th- there's a lot of stuff going on in this conversation where it's, it, sometimes you have trolls. Okay. Like we mentioned before, and other times you have people who are absolutely legitimately 100% trying to figure out what, this thing is. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times, um, and and please, I want to, I want to hear from you because I've dealt with a lot of people, um, in, in my 35 years of living, I I've, I've dealt with a lot of people who, and I've heard a lot of stories and I try really, really hard to understand. That's why I don't, I don't have a lot of short, quippy answers. That's like, well, you know, this is my rubber stamp answer for everything. It's like, and we, I mean, we, we're not really answering any of these no. questions today. We're just talking no. about the fact that they So I want to hear from, from you out there. Like if you're, if you're struggling, on a, if you're on a faith journey or you had faith, like what, what was the thing? What was it that either <clears throat> pushed you forward or brought you, brought you further away? And I, I've, learned, I've learned a couple of things over these years. And one of them is that, if you if you start down this journey with God, this apologetic journey, whatever you want to call it, doesn't matter. If you start down this journey with the idea, a la Lee Strobel, okay? If you don't know who that is, Case for Christ, just go and look him up. Apologetics, like, yes. pioneer. Pretty fantastic story, honestly. Um, he started down his, his journey 
to either prove or disprove one or the other. Like this, this thing's either going to prove itself or it's going to disprove itself. And he put a lot of time and effort into it. Okay. Spoiler alert. He ended up becoming a Christian at the end of it. Okay. Cause he, he just, in his, in his heart, he couldn't reconcile it not being true. I, th- he, he came from a neutral standpoint. All right. Mm-hmm. Kind of anti. He was anti, <clears throat> but he wasn't trying to, he wasn't trying to prove to disprove. or disprove. Right, so he was open. He was mm-hmm. just like, hey, let this thing, it will do one or the other. Mm-hmm. If you charge at it, and this is anything, by the way, doesn't just apply just to Christianity. If you charge at something with like, I'm, I'm going to disprove this thing, all of the information that you collect will be a self-fulfilling prophecy. Mm-hmm. It will seek to prove your point rather than, rather than being well-rounded. So my my recommendation would be, you know, because of all these questions and all that stuff, it's like, hey, just whether you're a Christian or a non-Christian or whatever, just let let Scripture do what Scripture does from my point of view, um, which is tell truth and point towards truth. And the Bible does tell us that if you seek, you will find it. Mm-hmm. And so, like, there's there's a lot of good and hopeful stuff in there. And if it's not already, you know, completely apparent where we land on this. Um, we believe that God is true, um, that God is the creator of all things. Um, and we're not going to talk about the the hows or the whys or anything like that, because honestly, like I said at the top, the answer is because God. Um, you know, why, why, does, why, why does God allow evil? Why does he allow, um, you know, bad things to happen to good people, uh, bad things to happen to good people and, you know, good things to happen to bad people? Why, does, why is there so much suffering in the world? Um, why have we lost people to cancer and to COVID? And why is COVID even here? Why does sin exist? Why are, why is there all this stuff? Um, it, the the answer is because God, but it's so much more than that because we have no idea where any of us fit currently in the story of God. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I was, you know wandering around on the internet trying to look at some of this stuff. And um, there was an article that I was looking at that mentions um, uh, C.S. Lewis's Mere Christianity. Um, and I think, I think it's important sometimes to figure out what, why, why am I asking these questions? Kind of like what you're, you're talking about where it's like, if I, am I just trying to disprove God or, like, am I coming from a place of pain? Am I coming from a place where I see injustice and that feels uncomfortable? Um, and at what point am I willing to accept that <clears throat> they're actually, that work is being done in people and in the world, even in the midst of the really icky things? Mm-hmm. Um so this quote is really, it's a lot about, not so much, I mean, I guess it can be about the existence of God, but like, why, if God is so good, then why, why is, yeah. why are these yucky things happening? Um, which in the midst of COVID, in the midst of what's going on in Afghanistan and the church, you know, in Afghanistan and that kind of thing, it's, yeah. it's hard to answer those questions. Um, but this is what C.S. Lewis did say in, in Mere Christianity. Uh, My argument, uh, speaking before he came to know Christ, my argument was that the universe seemed so cruel and unjust. 
But how had I got this idea of just and unjust? A man does not call a line crooked unless he has had some idea of a straight line. Of course, I could have given up my idea of justice by saying it was nothing but a private idea of my own. But if I did that, then my argument against God collapsed too. C.S. Lewis recognized that his argument unwittingly assumed there existed an ultimate standard by which to claim the world fell short. Um, And it made his argument against God arbitrary and no better than the next person's reasons. Um, There's, we know what good is because God, because God is there again. And we, and we don't know, you know, in, in scripture, when the church is persecuted, and then they scatter and and his and the word goes forth. Yeah. Um when you when I go through something really really difficult and realize that and it, and it feels like it could be a punishment or it feels like I'm being attacked or it feels like I don't know and it's hard to justify like why would you be letting this happen to me and then realizing what God is doing and refining in me. Yeah. Um for some purpose. Um, and it, it, it's hard to communicate that to somebody who hasn't been through it. Um, and sometimes it's hard to communicate that with somebody who's actually in the middle of it and can't see to the other side. Yeah. And, uh, and to an extent there is that faith where it's like, but we, we have to trust God. Um, and if we can't, if we can't do that, then we need to call a spade a spade. <laughs> Yeah, you know, and legit. that's that's that questioning of yourself. Like, if the an- whatever the answer is at the end of this, am I going to be willing to accept it? Yeah, uh, I think, and we'll close the segment out with this. Um, thanks for sticking around with us here. We went a little bit long. Uh, we'll close out with this: that at the end of the day, somebody asks you a question. This is just any any area of life, but Christianity specifically. Somebody asks you a question you don't know. Tell them you don't know. Honesty. Be real. Be like, hey, I don't I don't know. I don't know. That, what a great question. I do not know. Yeah. And if I it's a softball. I don't know. And you, what made you think about that? Like what made you wonder? Yeah. And then begin go that f- conversation. Go, go find the answer. Go go see go search it out, you know. But if it is a softball and you can't answer it, then we need to we need to have a conversation. Um who is Jesus? Oh man, that's a great question. I just have no idea. Um, you should come to my church, though. Like th- these guys know. Um, but hey, we're gonna take a short break. Thanks for hanging out with us again. Like I said, don't go anywhere because when we come back, we've got a nerd recommendation and our church nerds memory verse right here on the Church Nerds Podcast. What's up, nerd? You digging this podcast? Well, the audio enjoyment doesn't end there. Visit LTNOnAir.com and make LTN Radio your new go-to for the best Christian rock, rap, pop, and indie, as well as our exclusive LTN shows and podcasts, some of which air on the station before they're available anywhere else. Visit LTNOnAir.com to listen now and find the link to our app. Now back to the show. Final round, fight! 
Well, to close out our show today, we have uh, our recurring guest. His name is Peach. Um, he is chewing on a microphone cover right now. <laughs> and so that's the sound you're hearing. Mm-hmm. It was either that or a lot of him reaching up and grabbing the microphone. So um, to close out our show today, we do have a church nerds memory verse for you. What is what is that memory verse, Anna? Uh, Matthew five forty five b for he causes his son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. So boom, roasted. Well, yeah, just as kind of continuing with that theme of why, why is bad stuff happening to good people? Right, right, right. This right. is this is one. Why softball. is good stuff happening to bad people? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's this this idea that the, all things happen. All people, <laughs> yes, and maybe maybe we need to adjust our theology if we yeah. think that the things that we are doing are are earning us. Bingo. Uh, yeah, that's that's a fun one. That's a fun one to uh, unpack. Hey, real talk. Matthew five should be required reading. Um, it's is the whole thing. Well, not... the whole Bible, yes. But in today's current climate, I think a little little beatitudes would go a long way. Um, Hey, we also have a nerdy recommendation for you, and this one is, we've been talking a lot about Twitch. Um, Anna wants to get on Twitch so bad. I I think you're misunderstanding No, I think I'm- It's something that we've talked about before, but it just came up a lot uh, today. Yeah, you're always like, hey, so when am I putting me on Twitch? I want to be on Twitch right now. Well- I mean, we did play a video game on Twitch the other day. That was fun. Uh, yeah, to be real, we are trying to get on on Twitch for Church Nerds. So hopefully when we get our new setup, everything you know over here in this area will be good to go. That being said, speaking of Twitch, you should go and follow JNPay. So that's J-A-Y-N-P-A-Y. Twitch.tv slash JNPay. He streams... Sometimes four times a week, sometimes six times a week, sometimes for six hours one day, um, kind of all over the map. But he does have a stream schedule that he does. And um, I would love it if you went over there and hung out with us on that stream. And he does tons of giveaways. Tons, tons. of giveaways. If you want to win things, that would be my number one recommended stream because he... Like it is not a trick. No, it is actually giving. I mean, he gave. If he you gave, show up for long enough, you were you are going to win something. I think at this moment, it it would be. Uh, it, it, I could say he's given away over a hundred pop vinyl figures. Sheesh! And yep, a, lot a lot of them, a lot of them were like signed and authenticated, rare find pops, and all sorts of stuff. So if it feels too good to be true, it is. It is, but it's also happening. Yeah, um, and he also. That was in August. He was doing a pop day giveaway in August. This month in September, he's actually doing a Lego giveaway. Yes. So if you're into that, if you should you like definitely. Lego. We know a couple of people who do like Lego yeah, in this house. <laughs> you should definitely come and hang out. Like I said, twitch.tv slash JNPay. And in order to be eligible for the giveaways, all you have to do is follow. Mm-hmm. It's not a pay to win thing. You just got to follow and then be in the stream when we're doing the giveaway. Also, if that wasn't enough, he is doing an ultimate gamer giveaway is what we're calling it. The ultimate gamer giveaway. Uh, 
UG exclamation point UGG in the chat. Um, this is a Nintendo Switch, a PlayStation 5, an Xbox Series X, and an NVIDIA graphics card, the 3080 Ti. If you know what that is, then you know what it is. If you don't, it's basically a fat stack of cash. All these things are cash if you don't want them. Um, yes. So all these things that I mentioned are in pretty short supply due to the silicon shortage. Yes. And so we have those to give away. Um, and so come be a part of the stream. Once he hits a thousand followers, giving all those away. And each one of those systems comes with a game, at least $50 um, in gift card to spend in the in the shop of, of that company, and also a controller, like a pro controller um, for that system. So do us a favor, stop on by twitch.tv slash jnpay. Um, a lot of our community members are already over there, and we'd love for you to, to join us as well. Well, hey, I think that's going to do it. Be sure to check us out on lovethynerd.com for all of our amazing articles on all things nerdy, as well as this show and other podcasts and videos. And if you would like to directly support, holy jeez, he just knocked over the microphone. Oh gosh! So we gave him his own little thing to play with. Now we got the headphones on him. Okay, hey, this is—he's so docile when he has his headphones on. Okay, here we go. You ready, PJ? I'm going to do this again. Okay. Um, be sure to check us out on lovethynerd.com um, for all of our amazing articles, podcasts, and videos. And if you would like to become a direct supporter with our mission, I would love that. PJ would love that. If you did it, you can simply head on over to lovethynerd.com slash give. And our organization is a qualifying 501c3 nonprofit, and your gift is tax deductible. Also, don't forget that you can also use smile.amazon.com and you can choose Love Thy Nerd as your charity of choice. We know you're on Amazon. We know you're doing it. I bought three versions of code names on Amazon the other day. Okay, I get it. Um, but make sure that you get on over there. And while you're doing that, that's going to give us a kickback, a pretty small kickback uh, with absolutely no extra cost to you. So make sure that you do that, smile.amazon.com. You can also find us online on all of the social media platforms, all the major ones anyway, at Love Thy Nerd. On, uh, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, we're on TikTok, um, we're on Facebook, we do all the things. And also on LTN Radio, at LTN On Air on Twitch, and also on Twitter. And you can also go to LTNOnAir.com. This isn't hard to do at all with you sitting right there yapping like that, PJ. Um, and you can also find the Church Nerds, Anna and I. Um, uh, we are at Church Nerds LTN on Twitter. And you can also find us by just searching for tw uh, Twitter Nerds, Church Nerds on Facebook. Um, and if that was confusing to you, just imagine having a little baby wrestling your wife right in front of you and trying to do all this. Hey, like I said, once again, that's going to do it for us. My name's Bubba. My name's Anna. <laughs> that was the microphone's backwards because PJ knocked it over. Hey, and we'll catch you next week on another episode of Church Nerds. And as always, if no one else tells you this today, remember it's true. Jesus loves you, nerds.